Ah, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the Back Porch Conjurer, and I am Ifa Habeo. So much had happened yesterday, I didn't do my podcast. But guess what? There's no rules to this. As long as I do it, right? Okay. I could have waited until tomorrow, but now you get a double header. You get a conversation today, and you get one tomorrow on Wednesday. Guess what? Double deal. Back to back. I got a lot of shit to say anyway. First of all, if you are in Detroit, get your ticket. I will be there June 10th and the 11th. Get your ticket from the Motown Witch event. What? Listen. Conversations, real life. Real life. Sitting down. Let's talk. Let's share. Let's learn. I will be there. From the 10th to the 11th, I will be there. Detroit, what's up? And y'all, y'all, y'all know I'm a big girl. I'm no stranger to cook food. But my thing is I love sweets, vegan sweets. If you got it or let's go somewhere where they got good vegan food, I will be right there front and center. Ha! I want to know why y'all love Detroit. Come by. Let me see. Come on in. We're going to sit back and talk. Man, we're going to be like we really on the front porch. On the back. Get your chair. Get your pillow. Bring your blanket. Get something to drink. Hell, I don't judge. It's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. And we're going to be up partying from the 10th to the 11th. Come on out. Come on out. Get your tickets from Yvette the Motown Witch. I post it every day. So you'll see it. Let's go. Let's rock. E5 Bayo will be there front and center. With guests. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You know who my guest is? My spirits. So let's go. Let's have some fun. Barefoot, sitting there, and let's talk. I'll be the one with the white on. I don't know what color hair I'm wearing. But definitely look for me with the one with the white on. I'll be there. Front and center. How you doing? Also, shout out for my page, Oshun's Village. I had 664 shares. That's amazing for me. That is the highest I've ever had. Oh, for real? Yes. Yes. And I'm grateful for that page. That is the highest I've had for that page. 664 shares. I am forever grateful. Because just being me, being consistent, man, let me tell you, I'm forever grateful. I'm for, I am forever grateful. And I'm, I'm, I'm still flying high. Oh, but E5 Bayo, that ain't nothing. It's something to me. I celebrate all my accomplishments. I don't care if I got 20 shares. I'm going to celebrate it. I celebrate everything I do. And I make sure I enjoy it. And I celebrate with those that pour into me. I pour into them. That's how it goes. Oh, my goodness. But I give thanks. I give thanks. I give thanks for even having my podcast grow. I give thanks for that. I really do. It is really a thankful Tuesday because I'm forever thankful. So the conversation I want to have with y'all today and this morning 
And it should have been yesterday. I mean, so much is going on in this world. We can't ignore it. I, you know, everything. Everything from death to terroristic murder and racism and, you know, people just losing their jobs and quitting their jobs in fear. People losing loved ones, man. And just, it's just everywhere. Everywhere you see, it's either destruction or death. There was a, a guy that got on the train with an AK, you know, right, rifle, and the police stopped him. There's a lot of copycats and clout chasers in this world. There's a lot of people that would ride a coattail because they live off of love and likes. Because they don't like the life they have now. Social media is great, but it has opened up the way of having people wanting to be social media famous. They want to be remembered. They want to post everything that is negative. But in their mind, they're doing right. They're doing justice. They're, I live upstate. I live four hours away from Buffalo. Three and a half. I always round it out to four hours. But what they're doing up here now is if you don't feel safe in the supermarkets, you can order and they'll meet you curbside or they'll deliver your package free of charge. You don't have to pay. Everybody now is going in the stores with their guns on them. And the police are now heavily in supermarkets especially Walmart and stuff, because there was a a letter that went out saying the hours from, we're going to go and shoot all the niggers. Now, it could be just somebody playing or people just aboard. Um, do I believe this young man acted by himself? No, I don't. I don't. I, I would never believe that. Um, because there's always a hype man. Anyway, but that's just my conspiracy theory. But now, people are on edge. They're, it used to be you could send your kids to the store. You should see how quick people are trying to get out of the supermarkets up here. They're coming with a list, grabbing what they're grabbing out. There's no more. Before, you know, you can cascade through the aisles and have the kids running around. They ain't doing that shit no more. That left. Never in my life would I have thought that you would need police present in a supermarket. You would have to be protected because you don't know where you're going. And I understand it gets worse before it gets better because people have to, like I said, clout chase and copy. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone has their version. Everyone, you know, you're never going to please everyone. Some people think it is a waste of taxpayers' money to have the police there in the supermarket. They should be doing other things. Some people think that the black community should take care of their own because, you know, it's black people. Over the last five years, I've seen more racists amongst each other than I've ever 
Even in the spiritual community, I've seen it. Oh, I'm better than you. Or my, my, my race is better than your race. So I'm better than you. Or you don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we all come from Africa. No, we don't. We all come from here. Everybody. It's at an all-time high. Everyone is better than everyone else. My race is better than your race. We are the best. You're not nothing. You can't be. And you just sit back and you just watch. When they were breaking down the old dude, I forget which one said it. They said back in the day, we would look up to God. But this year, God is looking down on us. I was watching The Color Purple with my daughter and my grandson the other day. And you know the part when Sugar Avery and Celia is walking and she said, it must piss his God off to walk past the color purple and don't see nothing. I looked up and I said, it must piss God off to look down and see the creation that he created. And instead of learning to love one another and accept each other's uniqueness, you take it and you use it as a weapon and make other people feel bad. I don't condone violence and, you know, killing of people or anything like that. But we have a lot of people that are mentally, mentally scarred. And majority of them, I'm not saying all, majority of them is based off religion. They're scared, they're hurt, they're confused. They've been betrayed, they've been stolen from. The very people that they put their faith and love in are the ones that hurt them the most. And majority of them claim it in religion or spirituality. I lost a good friend, Anna Torres. When I first worked at the Botanica, you know, fresh new reader in a botanica. She told me, she was the first one that told me, never let no one stop you. Tell them to fuck off and you do what you need to do. She said, unbuckle your belt buckle and untie your sneakers. I can't have anything crossing. That was the first person I ever seen use the gunpowder to make it like an arrow. She took the cigar, lit it, pow, made it pop straight out the door. She said, that's anything that's stopping you. She said, I'm telling you, because all the ladies and all of them was there. She said, I'm telling you, you knew here. She said, yo, fuck all of them. You got a gift. Share it with the world. That was the first person to tell me that. Anna was the first one that told me that. She said, I don't give a fuck what none of them say. You got a gift. She said, and guess what? You're the only black one here. Make sure they remember that. Stand on your shit. She said, because they're going to try to get rid of you. She's always say she was going to die by the hand of one of her clients. I do. Me and my good girlfriend was talking about that. And that, that's true. She always say, I already know how I'm going to die. I'm going to die by one of my clients. They're going to kill me. She didn't lie. This world is, is made up of. We're not so heavily protected or heavenly, you know, that, that people won't come and get us. That's why you 
do the best you can with what you have. You treat people with dignity and respect. If you don't know it, don't act like you do. And be true to yourself and stop the clout chasing. Because guess what's going to happen? Remember, mark this down. He did that and turned himself in. We live in an age of copycats. Somebody else is going to do it too. They may not do it in their home, but they're going to do it too. It has to. It has to because you have people that are broken and in their mind, spirituality is something different. They watch TV. We have to learn to educate people. You can't just go and do things willy-nilly or talk to people like they ain't shit. Do you know there's a spiritualist person that he talks to people like they're not shit? Oh, I don't be bothered with you. Oh. And talk to them like they are bums. Guess what I did? I didn't erase him. I erased those that follow him. I didn't. I didn't erase him. Because he hasn't overstepped that boundary. But I erased those that follow him. You know why? Because they came in my inbox after they said all the horrendous things about me. Bye. Boop. Go. I don't have time. I don't. I don't have time. But he talks to people like they're trash and didn't expect and didn't threaten people. Oh, I will call down this one. I will call down this one. Man, if you don't go sit your ass down somewhere, for real, sit down, sit down. Using people's money to facilitate your fabulous life is not it. It's not it. It's really not it. It's not. Oh, you have to pay my cell phone. Oh, you have to pay for this. I only fly first class. Do you fly? Well, uh, uh, it's just sad. It's, it's really sad. But that's not this conversation. I want you to be aware and if you are trying your best, because that's this conversation, be thankful. Be thankful that you woke up this morning and you're in your right mind. I don't care if you only get up to do the dishes and jump back in bed. I'm grateful for you. I don't care if you got up just to hear this podcast and you jump back into bed. I'm grateful. Because, see, where I'm at, it's a calm. And the calm always comes before the storm. It's raining. I don't know where it's doing at your neck of the woods, but it's raining here. I say God is washing those footprints of the people that died. And uh, it is. When something happens to people, it affects all of us. I stopped watching the news because it just became more depressing. I stopped really staying on Facebook too long. Why? Because it became more depressing. I stopped following a few people. Why? Because they were depressing. I'm not going to worry about if you still messing with your man and you breaking up for the 1900th time and everybody and their mother told you to leave them. I ain't standing around for that. Boop. 
I'm not standing around for you constantly bashing people because you're initiated and all you want to do is just dog people out. I'm not standing around for that. I'm not. Because, see, as long you can be as gangster as you want, as long as you can in the behind your your closed doors. I want to see you out there in the streets amongst those. I put up for Kevin Gates because it's real. It's real. And I told a brother this morning, because he had just finished, majority of his life, he's been in prison. And I told him, I said, yo, I'm proud of you. He said, I, you are? I said, yes, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the strides you're making. I'm proud of the fact that you are trying to change your life. I'm proud of you. And know that you got a sister in your corner. And for the brothers that was locked down and they're free, I want y'all to understand, I'm proud of y'all. I really am. It's hard out here. And y'all are still holding it down and making a difference. But Kevin Gates spoke about how when you go to jail, it's, and I know I went through that with my ex-husband. I know you got to turn that switch off. You can't worry about your family and expect to live behind those walls. And when they come home, they need compassion. They need time. They need you for, the, for you to be patient. They're not fucking up, but they have to recalibrate their mind to learn. I don't have to survive. I can live out here. But it's hard because... You're so used to that world of telling you when to eat. So my homeboys that are released now, they, they go. They always let people know. Listen, ma'am, I'm, I'm different. You know, I just came from being in a gated community. And I, it tickles me. We all be laughing because it is. It's funny, but it's real. They don't know how to love you because they've been down for so long. And... I understand the memes are funny. Oh, wow, you loving this nigga in jail and he fucking his, his dorm mate. It's funny. It's banter. But, yo, not everybody is fucking their mates. And it's disrespectful. It is. It's disrespectful. Do you know majority of prisons, they give them shots so they can't get an erection? And some of them, they do. They get married and they have conjugal visits if that, you know, facility house it. Or they try to get a transfer. But majority of them, man, they just, they just trying. They'll beat off more. I'm sorry, this is real. So I'm going to tell you real. They just beat off and just, that's why they tell you, yo, send me pictures. You know? But... I, I Listen, if that's not my man, I'm not sending pictures. But I send letters to encourage. I make sure that, yo, they were good. And, you know, they do remember that. They remember those small things. But just know, man, that when, you, when you're dealing with people out here in these streets... You, you got to be real because they know what phony is. So if you're out here, thankful for the work that you're doing. Thank you for everything that you are striving to do. It's Tuesday. I want y'all to be thankful for everything. The little, the big, the humongous. 
shit that you can't even tell us that you made it through today. I want you to be thankful. I want you to stand up and clap for yourself if nobody else is clapping. It's okay. But be thankful. Just be thankful. Today, I'm not worried about what happened yesterday. I'm not worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. I need you to be thankful in this moment. I want you to live in this moment, in this day. Live for Tuesday. If, oh God, they told me I got to pay my rent or I ain't going to be, I'll be evicted. You, You got a house today? Yeah, then let's be thankful for the house we got today. Girl, after today, I don't know what we're going to eat. We, we eating today? Yeah. Then we ain't worrying about anything else. We thankful for what we have today. Today. Do you know when I speak to people, majority of their problems is they're not grateful or thankful for what they have. They're always searching for the next phenomenon. They searching for the next reader that's going to tell them something. They searching for the next great love. Oh, is he the one? Is this one the one? Is this one the one? Or is this my friends? Do, do, do you got friends now? Yeah, be thankful for them. You got a man in your life now? Or a partner? Or whatever. You have someone? Yeah, be thankful for that. You know what's funny is, and, and this is a side note, but it's real. He's a good man and everything. Oh, okay. But, you know, he don't really, he don't really, he don't really take me nowhere. Where you want to go? Uh, you know, I don't really know. So how the fuck he going to take you somewhere if you don't know where you want to go, babes? Uh, how, how is that? I'm just saying he should initiate. What? Where do you want to go? What do you like? Do, you know, the sad part is dating someone is getting to know that person, knowing their likes or dislikes or anything like that. Instead, we know how to fuck people. Yeah. Let, let's be honest. Oh, I, I slept with him. Okay. What's his mama name? Huh? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> that baffles me. Anyway. If you have someone in your life, be thankful for that person today. Tell them that you're proud of them. Tell them that you're thankful for just the friendship. I'm not telling you to pull out the marriage books or anything like that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Too soon, too soon, too soon. But just be thankful. If you have children, they can be bad as a motherfucker. Bad. Just be thankful. My grandson, you know, he's a character in his own. In his own, he's a character in his own. I call him extra. My daughter, Didi, said, you sure named him right. <laughs> so I sure did, because he is. So his mother and his sister went down to go and visit my daughter, my other daughter, Didi. They didn't take him. He woke up. He's like, they left me. I said, well, do you want to go down? Yes. Now, I called the sister and them, and he's like, no, don't bring him. This is just for the girls. I said, well, he's, I'm bringing him because he, he said he need to come down there because he had to see for himself. My, my grandson, you can't just tell him. He got to see it for himself. Fuck what you say. I need to see for myself. So, and there's the reason why I'm telling you this. So, I told him, I said, go get your shoes. Kept on coming back barefoot. 
I said, if you don't go get your shoes, I'm taking my behind back in the house. We're not going because I got no shoes. You got to have on shoes. We're going outside. Finally, he gets his shoes. He hugs me and said, I'm so thankful for you because I waited. I said, okay. <laughs> but I understand, right? So let me tell you the rest of the story. We get down there. His sandals are in my daughter's house. So he's like, thank you. So he finds the sandals. But prior to that, he gets down. He said, y'all left me. So his sister is telling him, this, I just wanted to be with the girls. It's the girls' day. It's no boys down here. It's not Miguel's down here. I don't know where they get their accent from because it ain't country. It's gales. It's not Miguel's down here. It's no boys. It's all gales. And we having a gales' day. He's standing there. Are you serious? I want to come down. And she's like, no, go upstairs because you're not supposed to be here. It's nothing but girls. He wanted to say so much more. So much more he wanted to say. I'm serious. But he looked at his mother. And I don't know if that moment he got a face or because she didn't make a, a bad face. He hugged his mother. He asked his Didi. He said, how was your day? So Didi's looking like, that's the corniest shit I ever heard. He, see, he just went, put his slippers on, and was like, come on, I'm leaving. I said, well, wait. Now you're going to wait on me. He looked at me like, ma'am, I'm leaving. His pride wasn't hurt. He wasn't angry. It was the fact that he wasn't included. You know... We all learn lessons and we learn them early in life. So we sat outside for a little bit and he talked about all kinds of stuff. You know, a five-year-old talks about everything. I, I, some things you just be sitting there, I, I just zone out. But I, I always shake my head at the appropriate time and be like, for real? Wow, never heard of that. And then he'd be like, yes, gum gum, because this and this. And I'd be like, I have no idea what he's saying, but okay. But at that moment, he realized that he's not supposed to be everywhere with everybody. And he was okay with that. Because we sat outside. We got some fresh air. <laughs> we was looking at everything. And he was where he needed to be. Not where he wanted to be. He wanted to be in there, but it was nothing but girls. And they was doing each other's hair and nails. So he was like, okay. But we was outside doing boy stuff. And what boys do? Digging the dirt, play, run around. Okay. So he was where he needed to be. And after we got finished, we came upstairs. I, he hugged me. I said, you going in? He said, yeah, I'm going to play the game. And that was it. That was it. But he was thankful. And I'm thankful he learned that lesson at five years old. I don't need to be everywhere. Certain places I don't need to be. There was no boys there. You don't get your nails painted. You don't, you ain't putting on a dress. So, you know, no pun. I'm just saying, five. So, he, he ain't where he was. They wasn't going to be watching wrestling or anything like that. They was watching some girl movie. So, me and his big brother, we went outside. And he realized that. And he was thankful for that. And I'm thankful to watch each and every one of them as they learn lessons that will help them through life, you know? Um, and I want y'all to be thankful for the little things. 
Everything is not a disappointment. Everything is not an act that somebody's doing voodoo to you or somebody's working on you or someone's doing this. God sometimes just puts you in places where you need to be, not where you want to be. We all want to be somewhere on a goddamn island with no problems and lots of money and food and everything. But that's where you want to be. But where you need it and where you're necessary is the family, the places, the spot where you are right now. Yeah, I understand it's a shift and we're all going through these emotional downloads and everybody's going through their own thing and people are very sensitive right now because it's like raw. People are so sensitive. You got to be careful what you say because everybody's getting offended and, you know, oh, everybody wants to argue and fight and they want to just... Oh, talk about you. And if they're your friends, they're going to bring up very emotional things that you might have shared with them personal and just because they're hurting. So they want you to hurt. And then you have those people that their life can be going great. And they see their friends going through shit and they just start fights. For real. They say their friends arguing and fussing and saying they man ain't shit. And you, you, you're not happy. So now you want to pick a fight with your mate and have him move out so you could be a part of the get-along game. I hate the get-along game. Let me tell y'all, man. I hate the get-along game. Don't follow me. Follow Jesus. That's what I used to tell people. Don't follow me. Follow Jesus. Get your ass out of here. You know, if... I'm not that person that everything is going great. I'm waiting for the shooter for, oh, my God, something bad. No, shit, I'm waiting for the rest of the good time to roll. I'm a real business because I've already been through the bad times. I don't want to keep going through the bad times. I want to, shit, if they keep telling me every cloud run out of rain, well, God damn it, I'm enjoying all my sunny days. I don't know about y'all. So today I'm thankful. Shit, I'm thankful I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful to be here. I'm thankful to have a podcast. I'm thankful for the life. I'm thankful for the reach. I'm thankful I'm learning so much. I'm thankful for little fucking lessons. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the people that are in my life. I'm thankful that today everything is paid for. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that... Me and my son, we are not strangers. We're not perfect, but we're not strangers. I'm thankful for my daughters. We're not strangers. We're not perfect, but we're not strangers. I'm thankful for my grandkids. I am. I'm thankful. I'm going to be a grand of 10. 10 grandkids. I'm going to have 10 grandkids. What? My grandchildren all had the privilege of knowing their elders. My children all had the privilege of knowing their elders. We had the privilege of knowing our elders and our family. And I'm forever grateful for that and thankful. I'm thankful that my grandchildren all got to be around their great-grandmothers to hear the stories, to spend time with them. I'm grateful that social media can connect us all. 
All my grandkids got TikTok pages. They all are ticking and talking and, you know, I like their stuff and everything. And they'll like mine and stuff like that. So I do choose the things that I post because my grandkids are on there. All right? And when they step out of line, I definitely get on their asses. Uh, what y'all doing? <laughs> um, yeah. So I am. I'm thankful. I, I want y'all to be thankful today. Make a gratitude list. What are you grateful for? What are you grateful for about your life? What are you thankful for? I don't want to hear about regrets. I don't want to hear about, oh, if I would have did this sooner. I don't know. What are you grateful for today? What are you thankful for today? Highlight on the good shit. Let's post all inspirational for the next five days. Let's post all inspirational, all motivational things. Let's not worry about Kevin Samuels and fucking murderers and killers and wars and all of that. We see enough of this shit every day. We're not blind. We're all becoming desensitized by it. We're not blind. We're not. We know. I live in this fucking world. I see more shit than I think they don't even show on TV. So don't get it twisted. I've seen shit that TV, you would think we're watching a fucking movie, but just real life. Real shit that people go through. You know, they made a post about how a, a young girl, a young girl took her child and threw out a moving car. I think the baby was like two months. And ran in the woods and they said she had no remorse. So everybody was hitting me up like, oh, you know, that's crazy. That's I said, I had a client that killed her own fucking kid to get her man back. I'm not desensitized, but it's not shocking. We live in this world. I don't live in a glass bubble. I don't look through life through rose-colored glasses. I didn't have that privilege. I was out in the street, hanging out in the streets when I was 13, 12. I seen more shit than the Lord allowed. Some shit I don't even think a young girl should have been exposed to. The shit I've seen watching dope fiends. You know, after they get high, they be nodding. But then that pus, when they start and that stink, oh, till this day, I still, yo, rotten flesh, that shit is so disgusting. Where they're they pressed down, you know, those things, they get swollen and they press down and that pus comes through their, their, their skin, skin popping. They, you know, young girls, even now, I thought skin popping was out. I ain't know people still get high, young people. Getting high for dope. I was like, damn, that's the 60s drug. What y'all doing with that? But they do. They do. They, they, oh my God. Some of them snort it and some of them shoot it. And parents are so blind that they don't even recognize the signs until it's too late. Because they're so busy wrapped up in their own world. I'm thankful that I was there in every inch and corner. You know? Mm-mm. Nah, I'm there. Um, you got young girls instead, because they don't want you to see the tracks. They'll put it on the line in the inside of their legs by their vaginas. Some of them pop in their vaginas. You have cutters 
you know, where they don't know how to deal with the pain. So they give their self pain. You have people that burn themselves with cigarettes. We live out here in this world. I can tell you stories that are bad for life and give you names and even post up pictures. But I don't want to do that. I want to focus on the good. We don't share the good like we used to. Do you know that I just found out there's a couple that has a private school in New Orleans and their graduation rate and their kids excelling is amazing. Y'all can say what y'all want about old Jatunji Village, but everybody that come out of there, they go to college, they're college bound and excel past their grades. They're always in the top five. I'm not mad that they brought over the slave plantation and turned it into something positive. Same thing that Tyler Perry did. We can all find things wrong with a lot of things. I used to. I used to talk about Ojutunji Village like a dog because these are the stories I heard. But then I have to ask what somebody asked me. Have you been there? Have you seen? Have you seen where the children grow up learning their, their history, learning who they are? Hence why I started teaching my grandkids. Not everybody's going to be happy. Not everybody's going to sign up for it. Because when you show up as your authentic self and you know who you are and you're walking in your truth, motherfuckers get mad because they're not doing that. They, they don't want to be the reflection. They want to be the opposite. They, they want to be mad because they didn't do that and they had opportunities. So instead, they rather bring up your past and try to hold shit over your head or make it seem like you don't know anything or, oh, they, she don't know anything. Okay. That's your version. God bless you. But while you sitting there on that bench judging everybody, we still moving forward. And we ain't making no U-turns coming back to get your ass. So bye. Uh-uh. But they do. You can say all the bad things. But they have a lot of positive, And they teach people how to speak Yoruba. When I took my son to the um, conference... The chief of Ojutun. I always see him, you know, and I always give him love. I do. I always give him love. But I always see him, you know, whenever I go to events and stuff like that. And respect to him, you know. And um, he was saying that when they had asked, when the news people asked his pops, um, you know, how do you feel about teaching, you know, people of color, African-Americans, about their culture and their religion. He said, I just gave them another reason to play God. <laughs> and he didn't lie. We always love to hear, or we are here, because they came from a mouth that we know of. So we want to validate it. And instead of doing our own research, and then we want to dog it out. But yet and still, we're not doing nothing. What are you doing to elevate, to you know, motivate to help people. What are you doing that's not costing them nothing? Because don't you, do you really, you technically, you don't have to pay anything, you know, to go and see and walk the grounds. You just need it to be open. But they have tours and stuff, and you might want to go where you can hear the stories the same way as the slave, the Whitney Slave Plantation in New Orleans. You can pay for a tour, but you can walk the grounds. Okay. 
How many of, of us is doing that? How many of us are really just helping people, enlightening them, giving them references, or giving them something to look forward to without them paying tooth and nail, arm and leg, to just get something that you could have just gave it to them? I love when I first met Ifa Seaway and she was telling us what happened over in a small town, Corsese, where the village needed, everybody in there needed to get their bulls done and they didn't have the money. So everybody came together as one nation and they paid. So this, this village can, can prosper and it is now and it's beautiful. We don't like to come together as a nation. When I posted, I said, hey, mothers are, are short without milk. You got people that's scared. Not every person can breastfeed. Some some women are sick. Some women don't have that milk. Some women smoke cigarettes. And that's their right. I'm not here to tell you how. That doesn't take, if you smoke, now you're not a good mother. Shit, I smoked my whole fucking life. Until finally I didn't smoke no more. But okay. And half of everybody smoke weed. So you can't give that to your baby. And at least they're not. So I I commend them of being good mothers. So I'm thankful for y'all. Because they could be like, okay, fuck it. I'm smoking this weed. I'm just going to give my baby. No. They know. They know the risk. They already know. They are good mothers. Everybody just don't have it like that. The same way. But well, why we got to help them? They got a man there. Sometimes couples... Be struggling, trying to pay the rent, take care of their kids, making sure their kids are not in out in the street, paying tooth and nail to go to an after-school center or something like that. And they don't have it for everything else. So that's where we all come together. You know, my mom used to be my mom, Big Ella, Little Ella. And I'm thankful for these women. This is why I'm sharing this story. Used to be my mom, Big Ella, Little Ella, Frost, all of them. If one didn't have, they all came together. And they made sure they had. That's the, that's the error in the family and the, the block, the neighborhood I came from. If you didn't have, everybody got together and made sure. They went through the clothes, their kids' clothes. This one can't fit it, but such and such kid can. So give them, take, take this bag over there to them. Okay. And we as kids, we didn't go, oh, that's my shit. You wearing my shit. No, no. And when they talked about adults, they kicked our ass out. You know what, what hurts me and grind my gears? When fucking adults sit there and talk about family members and talk about people in front of their fucking kids. That's the worst because now these kids are going to go and be disrespectful to... Listen, it starts at home. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. When I was at my brother's house for my aunt's funeral, Right? My cousin's daughter was sitting there. And her oldest daughter was like, you're nothing like they say. I said, and I looked at her mother and said, yo, <laughs> just spell my name right. And that was it. I didn't bite my tongue. Right? Because you have some people that will think it's cute to sit and talk about people in front of kids. That is the worst. That is. Because... These children now, you're putting them in the form of like they're your friends, like they're adults. So when they start disrespecting your ass and not listening, remember, you're the one that started it. 
My mother used to always keep it real with us. You know why? Because she said, I will have a pause button. I'm your mother. But out there in the streets, there's no pause button. It's none. So either own who you are or get your ass mollywopped or dragged out there. Because you running out there trying to be grown and all of that. Some people don't think that's cute. So stand on it. And that was the lessons we learned. I told the young sister the other day, I said, you, your kids always have to remember, you lived in this world without them. They never lived in this world without you. We have to prepare them to learn how to live in this world and function without us being there. Sometimes you have to remove that safety net. I understand, oh, it's abuse when you kick your kids out at 18. Oh, well, to some, that's true. Some, no. Let me tell you, my mother, she said, I got 21 windows and two doors. You're welcome to walk, fly, roll, however you want out of here. But anybody that stay in this house, you either going to stay in school and you're going to go by rules or you getting the fuck out. She had our bags packed. It wasn't abuse. I left. I did. And guess what? I moved right back in because I said, I'm not ready. I can't do it. Now, I know some of y'all see she shouldn't have did that. That's traumatizing. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I, I thought my ass was grown. See, you know when you're grown, when you got to get out there and pay fucking bills and take care of a kid and do all of that. I was 18. I didn't I didn't have all the, the ready-made. I didn't know how to budget and do all of that. I didn't know how to do all that. I knew how to roll weed. Take care of my kids. Get out there and hustle. I didn't know about all the other stuff that came with being an adult. So, I took my ass back home and started learning. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I took my ass back home. Ma, how, why you hustling? Why? No. My pops. Yo, how? No. This is what you do. This your home. Make sure they respect it. So, y'all can say whatever. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. The same way, oh, when they was talking, there was a comedian talking about Michael Jackson's pops. Yeah, they might be traumatized. Yeah, could be. But guess what? They beat their ass into famous. He's still a legend. That motherfucker was a legend. So, how you doing? No, we don't have all the answers. No, we don't have books and all of that. No, we are going to make mistakes. We don't have perfect. But I'm thankful for the life I led. And if I had to do it all over again, the good, the bad, and the ugly, I'm still going to do it. Because I'm thankful. Because it molded me and it made me to who I am. Yes, people got over on me. Where those people at now? They not doing good. So at the end of the day, it wasn't worth it. If you have an authentic person in your corner and they're helping you and they're promoting you and they're making sure you're good, not only financially, but mentally, and just being there, and you fuck it over, you that person that you fucked over, they not missing out. They still going. They still going to do what they need to do. Some people just have goodness running in their DNA. You the one that fucked up, so own that. But everyone that fucked me over, they not doing good. They didn't go to great heights. They didn't. They lost it. Instead of learning the formula. They copy, and they're failing, and I'm still progressing. So I'm still grateful and thankful for who I am, and I'm thankful for them 
Because they showed me that instead of rushing saying, hey, you my friend in the spiritual community, now you got to earn your keep the same way I was out in the street. No, fam. Nah, player, you wasn't shooting with me in the courts. Sit down. Sit down. You, you, you rushing. Don't rush. We cool. Because, see, I don't know your, your pedigree. I don't know your makeup. Nah, it's okay. See, everybody talk a good game until it's time to play the game. Then they all stay all bench warmers, what we call them in the street. Yo, that's a bench warmer. Shut up. All right. Because, see, they, they, they know how to yell from the bench. They know how to, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't know how to perform when, it, when it's time. And if they do, they're only going to be not even for the full fucking quarter of the game. They're only going to be five minutes. Oh, I'm tired. Let me tell you this real quick. This, this is a funny story. My brother does construction. My brother, man. Like, he builds houses and all that, right? So my uncle and my cousin, they quick to be like, yeah, I've been doing that. I know how to do that. So this is how we say bitch warmers. You know, I know how to do that. I can do that all day, man. I do that. I taught you. Okay. So my brother, he's quick. He's doing it. This is his this is his lane. He perfected his craft. So my cousin would do like three or four strokes. Man, it's tired, man. I can't. And sit down. My uncle would hammer, nail, boop, boop. Man, I'm tired. So my brother would look at him and, you know, he would get aggravated. But I was like, yo, you know, everybody pop that shit about... I'm good, I'm this, I'm that. I say, yo, man, be thankful. Be thankful because, see, somebody that talks so much shit and you never seen action, don't worry about them. Don't worry about them. You gave them a shot. They didn't do it. Worry about you. This yelling, you perfected it. Those that want to know, they're going to jump on. They ain't going to hold on to you too much. They're going to get what they need to go and they're going to go and build their table. These people here, they just want handouts. They, they just want to ride up your coattail. So today, be thankful for perfecting your craft. Be thankful that you're not a bench warmer. You're in the game. Be thankful that I don't care if you got to start over a thousand times. Guess what? You're starting. You're starting. Be grateful for that. You're not sitting still. You're not sitting on the bench barking orders. You're not sitting on the bench because something you might have did years ago and you're still trying to ride off that glory of what you did years ago. No, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? Now, I'm not worried about what you did 10, 15, 12 years ago. That don't show merit. What are you doing now? People are hurting now. People are dying now. People are mentally going through wars in their own head now. What are you doing? What are you doing to make sure that that don't happen in your family, in your community? Are you praying for them? Are you helping? Are you doing services, rituals, whatever? What are you doing to perfect or to protect your journey and those that follow you? So today, I want you to be thankful. Be thankful that everybody under your roof is alive. Be thankful that even if they didn't, and those that are listening, and they may have lost a loved one, they on with the elders. There's no pretty words for death. There's no, no soothing things to tell you, oh, it's going to be all right eventually, but not now. All I can tell you is take your time. Enjoy this life because we only get one. I'm going to fuck what nobody else say. We get one. Don't worry about what people are doing. Make your memories. 
and make them beautiful. Learn to love you. Put you first. And those that are pouring into you, you pour into them. Go where you are celebrated and appreciated and loved. Not where you're tolerated and they only see you as a check. And know that no matter what, you're here for a reason and you are necessary. So when people say, hey, E5 Bayo, how you doing? I'm necessary like you are because we're both needed at this certain time. And I want to give you this. We always manifesting. We always hoping and praying. My mother used to always say, when you give thanks for the little things, God bless you with so much more. So today, I want you to write down 25 things you are thankful for for this day. Ain't nobody else got to read it but you. I want you to make a gratitude list. 25 things you are grateful for. And I want you to post for the next five days. Encouraging, uplifting, amazing, inspiring, beautiful words. Soothing words to help those that are battling the demons that they can't share with everybody. Because some people don't want their business in the street. And when a brother comes to you and starts venting. And sharing their life. Don't discredit him. Don't make him feel like he is bad. Hug him. And tell him you love him. And that you are proud of him. And that he is beautiful. We have a problem in this world. In this society. We love our sons. And we raise our daughters. But loving our sons is not enough because we make them feel like they don't matter. We, we don't allow them to voice the things that they're going through. We don't listen when they saying, yo, something is broken. I don't feel right. And then when they do talk, oh, that's gay. You're a man. Stand up. No, they're human and they hurt. You know how many brothers come from jail that's hurt? Let's be mindful of them. Let them know that it's okay. And there's no more monsters under the bed. And they're going to be all right. As always, y'all, it's been a plum, pleasing pleasure. Like I said, June 10th and 11th, I'll be in Detroit. So come on by the Motown Witch. Go get your tickets. We're going to have real conversations, real shit. You get to see me in person. I'm cute. I don't care what nobody else say. I'm cute. I'm cute. And I will be doing a live and a few uh, podcasts there. So... Come on through. Come on through. Come on through on the 10th and the 11th. You will not be disappointed. Get your tickets today. Don't pass anything else. Go get your ticket. Go get your ticket today.